You are listening to the Effective Statistician Podcast, the weekly podcast with Alexander Schacht and Benjamin Pieske designed to help you reach your potential, lead great science and serve patients without becoming overwhelmed by work. Today we will talk about data visualization and why it's impossible to have great standard data visualizations. We'll have a discussion about this very, very important topic today. Data visualization is also one of the topics that will be discussed about in the upcoming conference of the Effective Statistician. If you haven't registered yet, then head over to theeffectivestatistician.com slash conference and check out all the amazing speakers that we have there. It's free, it's virtual, it's five hours. If you haven't registered yet, register now. If you're already registered, then tell your colleagues about it. If you think about data visualization, if you're really interested in it, then check out the visualization special interest group. Head over to psiweb.org to look for the special interest group, the SIGs, And there, the last one will be the visualization that's ordered alphabetically. So V is, of course, the last one. This is an outstanding opportunity to learn more about data visualization. And it's driven by PSI and SPI. I'm producing this podcast in association with PSI, a community dedicated to leading and promoting the use of statistics within the healthcare industry for the benefit of patients. Join PSI today to further develop your statistical capabilities with access to the video-on-demand content library, free registration to all PSI webinars, and much, much more. Head over to psiweb.org to learn more about PSI activities and become a PSI member today. I'm really fascinated about data visualization, and data visualization is one of these things that the more you dive into it, the more you understand how complex things are. It looks so simple when you see one. Getting to a really good data visualization is not simple at all. There's a lot of research going into data visualization and there are huge conferences with thousands of attendees that are just about research on data visualization. I have worked for several companies and all companies have one thing in common. They wanted to make data visualization simple and standardized. So like you have standard tables, have standard visualizations, and then the job is done. Maybe that works for appendices and for just scanning through data. But if you want to have a data visualization for a presentation, for a paper, for a poster, for a press release, for something that goes into promotional material, that's not good enough. Data visualizations, really good data visualizations, always require a lot of customization. Why is this the case? Why does a data visualization need much more customization than a table? Why can't we just create a couple of standard data visualizations and that's it? Yeah, why not? 
we only need a couple of standard tables and with that we can cover probably 98% of all tables that we need, maybe 95%, but quite a lot. There's only very few customizations usually. Or we can just create these and then delete maybe the columns or whatever that we don't need. Why is it so hard with data visualization? Why is it so different? The first topic is that it is very much about the audience. Data visualizations are a communication tool, like tables actually, but data visualizations are there for a specific reason. Data visualizations help you understand data very fast. And here today I'm just talking about explanatory data visualizations, by the way. So just about data visualizations where we want to convey a message. Not exploratory data visualizations. Exploratory data visualizations are there to understand the data, to dig into the data. Think about an Shiny app or Spotfire tool or some kind of other interactive tools that helps you to dig into the data and to understand the data. This is typically just for the scientists, for the study team to understand the data. It's not so much usually for a bigger audience. What I want to talk about today are data visualizations where we want to convey a message to an audience. And we always need to have the audience in mind. That's one of the most basic rules of communication. Communication is not about what you send, but good communication is about what is perceived, received by the audience. So we always need to have the audience in mind. We all know that if we have something to communicate to very senior people, we need to use something different than if we communicate it to our peers. If you communicate some things to experts, let's say statisticians, clinical researchers, it's something different than if you communicate something to a lay audience or to prescribing physicians. It's just something very different. You can't just assume the same knowledge. People will not know what a p-value is, a hazard ratio is, all these kind of different things if you communicate to a lay audience or to the typical physician in the field. However, you can assume this if you communicate with a researcher or for sure if you communicate with a statistician. So always have first the audience in mind. So that is the first difference. And it's not just an audience kind of, okay, let's have something for researchers and let's have something for the lay audience. It's also much more specific. Let's say you want to convey something to a specific therapeutic area. Let's say dermatologists, rheumatologists, cardiologists, oncologists. They will be receptive to different types of data visualizations. They are accustomed to different types of data visualizations. They will have different connotations, for example, with color. A dermatologist might see the color red 
as something red's skin so that is sick skin. A cardiologist might think about red when he thinks about blood. Completely different connotation. So you need to understand how you use color that corresponds to your audience. And of course it can also matter what is the audience do you talk to? Is it an audience that understands English? Or do you need to conclude? Or if you need to convey your message in local language, in German, in French, in Spanish. The next topic is how do you communicate? So if you communicate something, you have lots of different channels through which you can communicate. If you, for example, present at a conference, this figure that you show might be on the screen for 30 seconds or maybe a minute, maybe two minutes, maximum five minutes. Oh, that will really rarely be the case unless it's really something exceptional. I've seen that, but that is really the exception. So you need to take into account that you can understand this data visualization very fast. And that has consequences on the design. So it doesn't need to be cluttered. It needs to be very clean. It needs to be probably something that is standard, easy to understand. You can also reduce a lot of things because you have a speaker that talks to it. So it doesn't need to be standing on its own because you know it will be presented. That's different, for example, to a paper. In a paper, the figure needs to stand on its own. So it needs to have all the details in there. People can look at it for how long they would like. So it can be more complex. You can have more footnotes. It can be more data rich, these kind of things. Is it looked at online or printed? If it's looked online, you can use things like interactivity, a hover over function, a zoom in function, a sorting function, a filtering function, all kind of different things that are only possible with digital media. So that is the second reason why you need to always customize it. The third is what message do you want to convey? What is the most important part in it? And it's not sufficient to say, we want to show the efficacy endpoint XYZ over the first six weeks. What is most important here? Do you want to show the treatment effect? Do you want to show the absolute values? Is it most important to look what's happening at the end of six weeks? Or is it most important to look what's happening at the beginning of the six weeks? Is speed an important thing? Is it consistency of response over these six weeks? What is the most important topic in here? If you are not clear on that, you will get conflicting feedback when you design your data visualization. Because the design space is so big. Yeah, you can have all different data visualizations. And maybe you want to restrict your data visualization to certain points or whatsoever. If you're not clear on that, you will get a lot of confusion and end up with something that is suboptimal. On the flip side of that, that also shows 
that you can't use a data visualization that is standard because you first need to understand what is the most important thing here. Do you want to show consistency? Then maybe you want to show something where you can see that the patients really stay where they are. Is it just about the speed of response? So maybe you just show the first weeks and you have some kind of curve that shows how fast things are going. If you have multiple treatment groups, maybe you only want to show the differences to placebo of these different treatment groups. Do you want to show some kind of curve? Yeah, then you yet another data visualization. All these kind of different things matter. It's another reason why data visualization needs to be customized. So these are the first three. The audience, the channel, and the story will always be different for each scenario. And yes, if you have something for a paper, you can't just copy and paste it on a presentation. And if you work with your marketing people, you will see they always adapt these locally for the local market. They use different colors. They use, of course, different language. They simplify it because they know that maybe the sales rep only will have 30 seconds to explain it. So they always adapt these. So have a look into that. What is used there? And there you will see they rarely use any kind of standard templates. What is the next reason why it's so difficult to come up with something that is standard? The next reason is just enormous design space that we have. If you have a table, there's not so many different things you can actually do. Yeah, you can have the lines, the horizontal and the vertical lines, and you can have maybe color coding and you can have maybe sorting differently and these kind of things. But it's really, really limited. In the data visualization space, you have dozens of hundreds of different graph types. Yeah, not just the bar graph or the line graph, you have so many different. Just look, for example, in the vocabulary of the Financial Times. So if you just Google for vocabulary Financial Times, you will see this nice poster that are common chart types that the Financial Times uses to convey their data. And it's all already quite crowded. And that is just a subset of all the different data type graph types that is possible. The next is you can have different sorting, you can have different filtering, you can show just a subset of the data. That's also true for tables. Do you want to show both the absolute data and the different table data? Do you want to show subgroups? Do you want to show the same figure multiple times for the different subgroups? The color space, that is <laughs> nearly endless, yeah? Of course, in reality, it's not endless because we have this kind of computer set. Even there, we have so many different opportunities. And using the right color is very important. What kind of font do you want to use? What kind of font size do you want to use for all these different elements that you have in there? Do you use a white background? Do you use a black background? Do you use some kind of other colored background. 
If you use white or black, which is predominantly the case, how do you color the different elements within your data visualization? So the axis, the form, all these kind of different things. Here, very often, you want to use different shades of gray to color the different elements. Like, for example, the axis, maybe you want to have dark black in front of a white background that kind of really is high contrast. And maybe if you want to have grid lines, you want to use them in some kind of shade of gray, very light shade of gray, because they are not that important and should be more merged with the background. That is one problem. The next problem is, do you want to have some kind of interactivity with your data visualization? or? Should it be animated? Or do you want to show the individual patients? Do you want to have a specific way of showing your uncertainty? There's a couple of different ways how you can show uncertainty. And that's actually a whole science in itself. What do you show there? That just speaks to the enormous design space that you need to have a look into and that you need to explore to come up with the best data visualization that fits the three conditions that I mentioned at the beginning. What is the audience or who is the audience? What is the channel? And what exactly do you want to message? Now I want to come back to why most senior people in big stats organizations think they can do some kind of standard graphics. I think the first reason is they don't understand how rich this design space is. Maybe they have done just kind of standard stuff. They have never seen that as important. That was maybe the job of the people within the medical writing community. They didn't invest any time in it. They didn't see that as an important thing. But I can tell you the people outside of stats see data visualization as a really important thing. Most of course, not everybody. They spent a lot of money outsourcing these to various agencies to come up with something that is really good. Talk to your marketing people. Look at the promotional material. Unfortunately, most stats organizations focus just on the regulatory piece. They have just this one thing in mind, the report, and they have just this thing in mind, well, we talk from experts to experts. We talk from statisticians at the sponsor to statisticians at the FDA, or from clinical researchers at the sponsor to clinical researchers at the regulatory agency. They mostly just think about report, just one way of communicating things. And very often it's just about, we only need to communicate always the same data. It's binary data, it's time to event data, it's continuous data. What can be so difficult about it? And yes, it is difficult. I think the best way to help more senior people understand how difficult it actually is to run with them a data visualization workshop where they get a task to 
visualize something just with pen and paper, just to sketch out things. And then you go through all these different opportunities. Yeah, You show them what are alternative designs, what are the pros and cons of it. You give them different ways to play with color. You give them different messages you want to convey and ask how would they change the data visualization. After such a workshop, people will understand that it's not just about producing lots of data visualizations effectively. It is very much about producing a few ones very high quality. These will have the impact. It's really interesting. It's here we don't have this 80-20 rule. We probably have some kind of 5-95 rule. 5% of the data visualizations that we produce will have probably 95% of the impact. It is not about all the different data visualizations that go in the appendices and whatsoever. It's about the data visualizations that go into the presentations at key conferences. It is about the data visualizations that end up in promotional material. It's about data visualizations that you show to investors or in your company. These will have a far bigger impact than all the data visualizations that you do for your appendices. So you should have a lot of work in these very few. I absolutely believe this makes a huge difference. If you have no clue of how to run such a data visualizations workshop and how to show to your upper management why it's important to invest in these data visualization skills, just reach out to me. I offer these data visualization workshops on a regular basis and I've done these dozens of times both with statisticians and non-statisticians, both with statisticians and non-statisticians. And I'm more than happy to do them at your company. So just send me an email to alexander at theeffectivestatistician.com and then we can speak about it. I hope you enjoyed this show. Have you already registered for the conference? Otherwise, head over to theeffectivestatistician.com slash conference and register for this five-hour virtual and free conference where you will learn about data visualization and lots of other very relevant topics. This show was created in association with PSI. Thanks to Rain and the team at VBS well, for the show in the background and thank you for listening. Reach your potential, lead great science and serve patients. Just be effective statisticians.